Welcome to True House Stories. I am Lenny Fontana coming out of Nueva York with a wonderful start to September. I'm coming off a high of a great summer, and thank God we were all able to get through it. And we're all looking forward to getting back into our dark clubs again and sweating and dancing and having good times where we all like to do it on the dance floor together. Um, festivals, of course, are wonderful and thousands and thousands of people gathering in open fields are a great thing. But there's nothing like a nightclub environment. Nothing, in my opinion. The dreams that came off the nightclub scene, the friends that were made, marriages, divorce, lovers, everything. In fact, musical careers were made from the dance floors. Great promoters that Shared the way, like Mike Stone, Steve Rebell from 54, Michael Brody, owner of Paradise Garage. So many great promoters. And of course, all the great DJs that played around the world in New York and such and such that lent us the chance to teach us and leave something with all of us that we constantly strive for is to do what we all remember and do it now and do it updated try to do it the best we can. If you're a DJ or if you're a promoter or a club person or whatever you are in the music industry. But most importantly now, I like to take the time to find the right people to share their stories with us. And of course, I wanted to bring this man on for a while. He's been watching my show and he told me we were doing it right. And that was a year and a half ago. And then I knocked on the door, click, 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 click. And I said, dude, please come, come back, come on the show. And he said, yeah. So I wanted to bring to the show one of the best in our business. And I will say one of the best because he does it very well. He does it over and over and he recreates what we all love. You know, some of the best parties with 718 Sessions, Dance Here Now. I mean, you name it. I mean, he was just involved with Dave Morales' boat parties. I know he gets behind Louis Vega. I was blessed to work for him as well. I'd like to introduce to True House Stories, my man, Benny Soto. Yes, Benny, hello. (laughs) (laughs) Hi. Can you hear me okay? We hear you fine. Welcome, brother. We love you. Thank you. And we admire you for all that you do. What an intro. <laughs> it's the truth. I mean, the best was for me is when I found out we had a mutual friend that we adored, him and I, which was David Lozada. Absolutely. And David Lozada, I would ne- and I've said it, I would never have known about the garage and that if it wasn't for David. Because that queen, well... David, may he rest in peace, pulled me and never forget. La Fontana, we're going to a place that you've never been. You know, that's how he is. Yeah. Don't you worry. I'm going to take you there. Don't you? And, and just just go with me. Be quiet. <laughs> so, yeah, David, you know, I miss David. He was, uh, he was great. David was great. He was a great DJ, too. Excellent DJ. Yeah. Excellent, excellent DJ. Um, and of course, you have heard some of the best DJs and been around and worked with some of the best DJs. Yeah, don't get better than that. Than what yeah, you- I have for many years. I, I'm blessed, you know. I've I've heard I've heard the best of the best over and over, you know, and over and over and over, week after week. So you kind of really get to know an artist after you've been uh, listening to them 
as long as I have and, and working with some of them. So it, it's, it's a really kind of um, great position to be in. And I'm very grateful. I mean, I, I, I've sort of look at that as a gift. You know, it can, you know, take it for granted when you have to kind of do it every week, right? But then when you look at it over a long period of time and you see somebody's uh, sort of, you know, body of work, right? You can, you know, over a couple of decades, you really start to to have an appreciation. And because you see people's careers unfold, right? And you see them grow and it's it's a beautiful thing. I'm I'm very, very lucky to be around uh, you know, the very best that I consider, you know. No, you are. You are very blessed, you know, and 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 you've helped so many culture that do what you do. Keeping them, you know, keeping the scene a lot of times and keeping the scene alive. You know, when things when others turn their back on this scene as we know it. It's kept me alive too. You know what I mean? You understand. You know, first thing is with a lot of our people that love to come out and dance to our parties, they're not an alcoholic crowd, you know, as as a moneymaker. Some of those people. I'm not gonna single anyone out. And those are the best people to play for because they know our music, they appreciate it. But unfortunately, when you're trying to run an establishment and it's there's money involved and carrying a big bar guarantee and all that, it can be difficult. It's expensive. I mean, I think people don't really realize what goes on behind the scenes. You know, it's easy when, you know, you pull up to for example, if you pull up to a boat party and you see there's a big line and it looks like it's sold out and, and you know, they don't realize that, you know, there's a huge bar guarantee on those boats. There's, you know, the cost of a sound system rental that's, you know, can be pretty hefty. Um, there's, you know, other, you know, promotional expenses. Um, the staff that, you know, checks people in. Um, you know, uh, the deposit you have to put down, you know, it, it, it can get pricey. And I think sometimes people just see, you know, the outside, you know, and it, and it looks like the money's rolling in. And sometimes it is. Um, and it rolls uh, out that quickly as well. Right. <laughs> it's like one in from one hand. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, listen, it, 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 it can be, when you have a formula and you've been doing it as long as I've been doing it and not that I invented it or I always say we're not, we're not, uh, we're not, uh, it, we're not brain surgeons, right? It's we're promoting parties. Um, it, it's not, especially these days because you really have social media doing all the work for you, right? what a promoter brings to the table is more of a, of an intuition, a feeling, you know, uh, you know, I, I think if you're a promoter now and somebody comes to your events, they sort of trust that your events are going to bring a certain level of, you know, uh, of, of enjoyment, right. So to speak. So they kind of trust you. So in, in my opinion, you know, we're not, we're, we're, we're not 
saving, uh, well, you know, actually I was going to say, we're not saving lives. You know what? Sometimes right. I do. You are. You are, um, you are at times. We are. Sometimes, yeah, I believe that. You know, I've sat on the dance floor going through my darkest, darkest, darkest periods of my life and have been like sitting there almost crying, right? Because I'm like losing a loved one or I'm having some other personal issues. And, and, and you know, the music has got me through that. You know, I, I remember being, you know, on the dance floor and, you know, losing a friend and knowing that a friend of mine is, you know, was in the hospital dying and just, you know, being carried by the music through that experience, you know. Um, and then, you know, you would think that, right, like going through a painful experience, like losing a loved one or a friend, right? You know, I didn't run away from the clubs, you know, during that time. In fact, I ran to them because that's where my community is. You know, that's where my friends are. Um, and that's where I'm going to find a shoulder to lean on or, you know, an ear, right, to, to talk to. So, you know, it's, it's uh, yes. It's you're right. It's um, sometimes the music and the party, you know, last night a DJ saved my life. Yes. It's the truth, right? Come on. It happens, it happens a lot more than people say. it. But. I've had people over the years tell me, you see that, that boy over there? I'm like, yeah. They said, you know, the record you made spread love. I said, yeah. Well, that baby came from that record. And I went, Oh, <laughs> I mean, you talk about, you don't know what music does for people. You don't know what the environment, it's a tribal right. Those right. Are tribal rights, you know, it's, it's our, it's, we may be all different, but for whatever reason, when we come under that one roof, yeah, we're all one. It's the one place that you really kind of can see, you know, 718 is a good example because it's a very diverse party. Um, where you see straight and gay and black and white and young and old, you know, mm -hmm. they really come together for music, you know, um, and 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 you see it in other parties as well. But I think that music is that bridge where you you can you know put it down the differences for this for a second, put down the politics for a second, you know, and and. And, uh, you know, enjoy the moment of being caught up in that music and that beat and that track that you live for. Right. That that, you know, you can listen to it at home, but there's nothing like hearing it in a club. You know, I'm surrounded by energy of the other people who are feeling it just as much as you are, you know, and you can turn around. And, and it's, a, it's it's such a communal experience. Right. To be on the dance floor. And to just, for me, I love people watching. It's my favorite thing. Me too. Like I, I can be at the club and I just love watching people, their expressions, their joy, their, you know, sometimes, you know, you can tell people are working some shit out on the dance floor sometimes, you know? Yeah. Right. You can see it just from the way the tension or you could just see something's not right. 
Yeah, it's beautiful, you know. So I really enjoy that. You know, it's one of the moments. It's one of the, the things that I enjoy about my job. You know, and sometimes I'm in that space where, you know, I don't want to be bothered because I'm just having such a nice moment. You know, like, you know, just being there in the moment, listening and watching. And then, of course, there's always somebody that's got to come and talk to you. And it's always the person you least want to talk to, right? And, you know, or the person that has said hello 50 times already, you know, there's always that one person, right, that has to say hello more than once. (laughs) You're running away. You're trying to hide. You don't know where to hide. It's like, you know, come on, you know, come on, Papa. You said hello already. Five other times. Yes. Uh, You know, and it's just, but that's, you know, you know, I always say the club, you know, you get all kinds of people with all kinds of stuff going on. Right. And, you know, and, and people, you know, come to the club because they want to forget too. Right. You come and you have that few hours of, escape where you just you're not thinking about the music you're not i mean you're not thinking about your problems you're thinking about the music and you want to just have that moment of escape of 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 you know where you're enjoying the music and the people and and you know at the club you know people come and there's all kinds of people with all kinds of shit going on right and, and, you know, I remember that I try my best, you know, I, sometimes I appear to be a little standoffish when I'm in the club. I think I've heard that, or I can sense that people think that about me. It's really not that what it is, is, you know, I feel like I have to protect myself sometimes. You know, like there is, you know, people are, you know, have so much, you know, and, and they give it to you. Right. And, and, you know, I'm a human being just like everybody. I can't take it all. I can't. So sometimes I just am a little bit, you know, I, I, I have a little space. Yeah. Because it's too much. It's like, you cannot give everybody everything, every moment, every time. And some people require that. And and you know what? It is part of my job to sort of talk to people and, and, and see how they're doing and, and, and sort of be welcoming. But also, you know, there are boundaries too. You know, and I think sometimes, you know, people come to the club and, you know, they, they you know, there's people that give a lot. They give their energy, their love, their, their excitement. And there's people that come and take, 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 take too, you know? So it's kind of hard, you know, sometimes it's not an easy job. I think people think it is. It, it isn't, it isn't. It's, 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 um, problem solving, right. All the time. It's, it's, uh, making sure that, you know, people are having a good time. I don't need to have a good time. Not but, there, not at that time. Right. No, not- no. The people that come to the party need to have a good time. And it's a balancing act. You know, it's like, you know, this weekend um, in particular, you know, with uh, Sunday Mass and David's boat party, I'll give you a little insight info. 
Well, party was great. David was in, you know, I forget because, you know, I'm a, you know, I've been around a lot of these guys for a long time. I don't tune into a lot of the, the streaming stuff, even when it was really at the peak of it, I, I, I pop in and out. But um, so you forget, you know, so you see a legend like David, right? Play. And the way he played this on uh, on uh, this past Sunday was absolutely amazing. He was on fire, you know, and he played old school, but he also, you know, he also kind of brought it, you know, like, you know, the stereo Montreal vibe too for a minute where he got a little bit, you know, it was just, you know, and I, you know, you forget, you know, these guys, these veterans, there's been, you know, that have been playing for so long, right? You know, they can go back into their, you know, mind and find the record that nobody remembers and and sample it or or you know or or do an edit of it, right? And make it special. And then all of a sudden it's brand new. And, and, you know, so that kind of, you know, but, but to get back to the story was, you know, we had issues with security, you know, sometimes security gets a little bit overzealous, right? They get a little bit, sometimes if they don't have anything to do, they feel like they have to do something. So they have to kind of get involved with, you know, we've been loading those boats. I've been doing boat parties for 20 years. I, I can load a boat by myself if I have to. You know, I know what to do. Um, security gets involved. Sometimes they're rude. Right. They treat people, adults, in a... In a and, 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 you know, the customer comes. It's not their problem. They want to be treated nicely. They just bought a ticket. You know, so we have to deal with that, you know, um, and and dealing with a security company that really kind of just gets hired through a contract by the circle line that we don't have anything to do with. We don't even pick the people that come on the boat. We just get assigned four guys, a supervisor comes and checks once and that's it. And these people, either they have a connection to the music more than often they do not. Right. They don't care. It's Sunday. They want to be home. It just It's the end of the night, the, the day. It's the last boat ride. They don't give a shit, you know? So, you know, it's, it's kind of issues like that that pop up that people don't know about. And then, you know, after a party, you're still dealing with that for a day or two because you're going through the complaints and the emails, right? Right. And, and so... The work is not done, right? And, you know, the boat got paid. You know, they made their money because the bar rang, you know. Um, you know, all the people, the sound, you know, the, the promoters are often the last people that get paid, you know, after everybody else gets paid, right? Because right, you're bankrolling everything. You're the yeah. bank. You have to make sure everybody's paid before you get your pay. Yeah, sometimes it works out like that. And, and you know, um, I think that um, 
it, 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 it's, it's a lot of when you've been doing it for a long time, it's a lot of, um, you know, it's like little problem solving stuff. That's what it is too. You know, it's, 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 you're, you're hosting, but you're, you're problem solving. You're, you're hearing, you're listening to a lot of grievances, right? Oh, you know, somebody will come in and say, your list person was a bitch. (laughs) And you know, how many times, what happened? What happened? That's the first question. What happened? And sometimes I've seen the the person dealing. You know, I got to call the person back and go, could you not yell at everybody? Oh, okay. I didn't realize I was yelling. You were. Oh, I don't think I was. I was watching. Yeah, I'm bringing it to your attention now. You know, so there's stuff like it happens. It happens. Um, You know, um, again, going into you know, like an example, like, you know, with, by the way, I love, you know, Moses is at the circle line and he's great. And he's really pays attention to everything. I'm not complaining. And, and, you know, I'll get a phone call and a, and a text in a little while. What are you, what are you talking about the circle line? You know, it's like, I'm just using that as an example. It happens at every venue, right? Because if you're a promoter that's going into a venue, Every venue has its own sort of set of issues and, and, you know, weird little, you know, security things and the way that the crowd flows through the entrance and, and, you know, um, you know, it's just so many little things that go into it. And, and, and often I'm not even at the, in the party, I'm, I'm often, you know, in the front or I'm, watching something else or you know or i may be hiding from somebody i don't want to see (laughs) sometimes you run away from people that are annoying you know it's a real thing i have to i have to be honest they don't understand that they don't understand when they they don't get it they don't know what we're dealing with you know it's like sometimes you don't want to be bombarded with stupid shit and as a DJ, I'm sure you go through it too. And 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 yeah, know. it's like, yo, now's not the time. You know, I was standing on the side. You could have came up to me. Now I'm playing, and yeah. now you want to talk to me. Yeah, it's like it's a job. You know, you know. Now, you know, I'm DJing a little bit myself, and it's a job. You have to be, especially myself. Like I'm, you know, just starting, kind of, and not really, but. And I don't do it a lot. So when I do do it, it takes me a minute to get really adjusted to it. You know, like, and I don't like people talking to me when I'm playing at all. It's like, leave me alone, go dance. You know, I'm not at that caliber where I'm comfortable. Like, you know, I watch Louis Vega, right? Everybody can talk to Louis while he's playing. And he will listen and turn around. Sometimes he'll say, hold on a second. Just wait and then bang and then turn back around. But you'll never see Louis fuck up a mix. I've never seen Louis Vega fuck up a mix. And remember, I worked with, on Wednesdays at Roots uh, at Cielo for, you know. 12 years, 13 years, right? More than that. I was at the, I think I was at the club with Nicholas Mutar. In At the end, I was more in Brooklyn, but um 
I mean, I think close to 18 years. So I, I've seen Louis Vega and even at the Vine, you know, it, there's some DJs, right, that they're amazing. They're just, they can play, they can stop, they can talk to you and they can get right back on that bike. I'm not like, I'm, I need, you know, and I know other guys that are very experienced. They just don't like people in the booth. They want to do their jobs, you know. Um, my good friend, Danny Tsneglia, right? Not not the type of DJ that likes a lot of people in the booth because he's, he says it, I'm working. He says it, you know, and it's interesting, you know. Um, and it's also, you know, now, right, if you think about how everything's changed, right? Like back in the day, and when I thought about Larry, right, think about Larry at the garage, the booth wasn't even front and center. It was up in a corner, right? Yeah. Um, in the way. Hidden away. Larry would some, you know, sometimes the booth was lit up and you could see him. And then sometimes I remember people would shout his name and he'd turn the lights off. Like he didn't want people, you know, he'd like, he would, somebody, <laughs> the lights would go off, you know, like, don't, don't leave me alone, you know? And, you know, now it's different, right? It's everybody wants a, a, a you know, a party in the booth. Or everybody wants to be in the booth. The whole club can't be in the booth. <laughs> it's true. It's like, you know, somebody has to be on the dance floor dancing, you know? But it's changed, right? It's, 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 even myself as a promoter, I go in and out of the booth, but I don't stay in the booth all night. And it, it could be my party. It's just not, you know, the party's on the dance floor. If you're a friend, Okay, now I'm getting into DJ booth etiquette, right? That's fine. You can get into DJ booth etiquette. I'm, I'm, I'm hopping all over the place. I was, I think I was supposed to talk about. Are, know, we will go to that. We'll go there. But get, get this this segment into the etiquette. Okay. Listener, oh. etiquette. etiquette. This is careful. Listen, listen, listen. Go in the booth and say hello. Stand there for a minute and then leave. Nobody likes, uh, you know, what we call it, you know, we joke. I think me and Ted Patterson, we joke about it. We say, oh, she's so boothy. You know, when somebody comes and hangs out in the booth, we call them boothy. You know, oh, there she comes. She's so boothy. You know, (laughs) (laughs) what is true? We say it all the time. Linda, she's so boothy, Linda. She's going to park in the booth. You know, come in the booth, say hello, hang out with me, and and let somebody else. Unless you're like Louis Vega's wife, Anane. Or unless you're, you you know, in the inner circle. You know, some people like a visit, you know. Danny Crivet likes people to visit. He likes an open booth. He likes people to visit. But I think people come and then they park there. That's not fun for anybody. Because other people, first of all, you take other people want to come and say hello, right? If you're given the opportunity where you can't come in the booth, it's 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 sort of, you know, I think you come, you say hello, and then you leave. If you even, you know, and then people give themselves permissions too. 
right? There's, right? People get like this sort of air of grandiosity. Like I belong there. Well, why do you belong there? <laughs> I'm laughing because I can, I know the people you're talking about. <laughs> did, did this person say you could come and hang out in the booth next to them all night? You be hooth to the booth? <laughs> yeah. It's like, you know, come say hello, exit, unless you have a job and you belong there. Um, do not help yourself to a DJ's drinks in the booth. Oh. To me. Oh, it's, yes. <laughs> it's not. The, the, the hospitality in a booth is there for a DJ and their guests. If you're a guest of the DJ, you kind of know that you can reach into the bucket and grab a water. Right? Or you ask for it, right? Oh, is it okay to have a water? Or, you know, or there's usually sometimes there's somebody watching the booth. Um, but I think that people give themselves these permissions. Like you go and please search for part two of this podcast on the platform you're watching or listening to. And please do not forget to follow us.